Hey you guys, it's finally time. We are so thrilled to introduce you to our new consulting offer, the six-week Digital Nomad Money-Making Roadmap. This is a program that's going to give you guidance on transforming your career into online work and becoming a successful digital nomad. This six-week Digital Nomad Money-Making Roadmap is a one-on-one consulting offer that's going to help you avoid wrong turns, stay on track, and avoid feeling overwhelmed. We're going to help you find your passion, set clear goals, and make living as a digital nomad a successful and sustainable lifestyle. With our expert guidance, you can learn how to build a digital nomad career that allows you to work from anywhere in the world. We'll help you every step along the way too, from identifying your strengths to finding the best opportunities that match your skills and your interests. Don't wait any longer to start living the life of your dream. Sign up for our six-week digital nomad money-making roadmap today and get on the path to success. You can find more information and sign up at austinandmonica.com slash money-making roadmap. So let us help you transform your life and take it on the road. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everybody. This is a special bonus episode we're releasing for you this week. This is actually a podcast we've recorded for the show A Sideways Life. We were invited to be kind of a co-host special guest on their podcast. It's going to be a little bit different than our normal episodes, but we really hope you enjoy it. All right, a Sideways Life listeners, we are Austin and Monica, and we are so excited to be here with you today. We are excited to be taking over just for a little bit while your hosts, Al and Leanne, are taking a quick break. I'm so sorry that they are gone because they're such an entertaining couple to listen to. And man, we have some high expectations of entertainment to fill. Big shoes to fill for sure. So we will try to provide entertainment and maybe a little bit of value. And uh, we'll see. Let's uh, dive in. Like Monica said, we're Austin and Monica. We are actually the host of another podcast called The Profitable Nomad Couple. The other podcast that we host is all about helping aspiring digital nomads or people who are in the early stages of their digital nomad uh, experience kind of learn some tips and tricks and help them create a life that is really authentic to who they are. Our goal with this episode is to kind of share some some more about who we are, some personal stories and anecdotes, also provide advice to you if you're considering living and working abroad or traveling or becoming a digital nomad, some perks and our favorite parts about living this lifestyle. And also we wanted to address some of the challenges that come our way. Yeah, we really like to offer really solid practical advice as well as a really realistic view of what it is to be traveling the world, right? I think a lot of people kind of just see this kind of influencer vibe with your laptop on a beach and and traveling the world is just going to solve all your problems. And well, that might be true in some cases, there's a lot of cases where it's going to cause new problems. So we like to be really realistic as well as really honest and really encouraging. Obviously, we do it. We love it. Despite all the challenges, it is 100% worth it to us. And we will we'll talk more about that later in the episode. But first of all, Austin, can you tell us about what motivated you to move abroad? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know exactly where it started. My best guess would be my dad is a big traveler and he traveled a lot for work mostly, but he would also take some occasional trips just for fun. He's he's one of those guys who always points out when you watch a movie with him, he'd be like, oh, hey, yeah, the Golden Gate Bridge, I've been there. Oh, hey, the Great Wall of China, I've walked that. Oh, hey, the Taj Mahal, I once walked around there. <laughs> 
And it's so, when we were watching a movie, it's a little bit annoying. But for me, it was also at the same time kind of inspiring and like, dang, I want to go to all these cool places. So my dad kind of instilled in me this want to travel. But then um, also I took my first trip out of the country to Ireland the summer after I graduated high school. So this is back in 2014. And I fell in love with Ireland, but I also at the same time fell in love with the experience of traveling. There was a lot of things specifically about Ireland that I absolutely loved, but just the experience of going somewhere new and seeing seeing a place that's different than my hometown and seeing the way that other people live, the different foods they eat, the different terrains and landscapes that they get to live in and the beauty that they get to see every day, that whole like the adventure side of it was really exciting to me. And then I served a mission for my church in Paraguay, same kind of thing, but kind of more to a deeper level. I got to see, I got to see really intimately the way that people live, the challenges that they face in Paraguay. And it made me want to travel more so that I could understand more about what other people around the world experience and what their life is like. What about you? This is a really interesting question because, I mean, like you, I don't know that there was one defining moment in my life that made me curious about the world. But I do remember I I also um, served a mission for our church. I was 19 years old, never had been out of the country, and moved to Peru for um, what ended up being 19 months I was there. I uh, didn't know any Spanish, didn't really know anything about Peru or Peruvian culture, didn't really know what to expect. And I remember getting there to the training facility in Lima and everything was due, the sights, the smells, the sounds. And I remember climbing into my top bunk after a full day of Spanish language learning or attempt at Spanish language learning and laying in my bed and listening to the noises of Lima and just feeling like I was home. And I remember it being the weirdest experience because it was not like anything I had grown up around. It wasn't, I grew up in a really small town in Washington state and it was very different. I mean, in every way possible, it was, it should have been complete culture shock, but instead I just felt like I was coming home. And I remember that experience and I carried that with me throughout the whole time I was in Peru. And I always just felt so comfortable in Peru. It it felt like home to me. And I remember thinking several times, yeah, like I could live here forever. You know, I, I could come back here and live here forever. And I've, I've realized that as much as the world tries to make us think that we're very different, we're actually way more similar. And so my favorite thing about traveling is is being able to cross cultural barriers and to reach behind all these differences and find a friend and find commonalities and find a sense of being home all over the world. And it's this really I don't I just don't know how to explain it to people who don't travel. It's this really magical thing that happens as you travel and you start to connect with other people in different cultures and different walks of life. I mean, hands down, that's what keeps me going all the time is just craving more of that deep connection, that vulnerability that comes from traveling and the person that it is evolving me to be. I mean, I definitely agree. It's amazing how quickly you can discover commonalities that you have with somebody who's from the other side of the world. Monica and I uh, just came from Cambodia. We were living there for a month. And we met a neighbor of ours. He was a Sikh from India living in Cambodia. He owned a, an Indian food restaurant. 
And real quickly, we found out that we're, we have a lot in common with him. Like, and they're really like simple things. We both really enjoyed hiking mountains and watching the sunset on top of this mountain. We both really, really enjoyed visiting Angkor Wat. And we talked with him about his experience walking around all the temples or even just the Indian food that he made. We told him about how much we love his food. And he told us some stories about growing up with his mom making Indian food. It's like they're not super elaborate things, but they're really profound. And it's really surprising to me whenever we travel, how quickly we can find things like that that we have in common with other people. It's fun. So, Monica, I know if someone were to ask you if they should travel or if they should live abroad or live as a digital nomad, I know that what your answer is going to be. You would absolutely try and convince someone to do it. But I want you to tell us more specifically, what are some of the reasons why? What are some of the benefits to you about living abroad? Yeah, I feel such a sense of responsibility for answering this question well, because I really do think that travel should be a part of everyone's life. I think it opens you up to new experiences. It stretches you beyond your comfort zone. It just makes you more empathetic. And I mean, you and I talk about this all the time, but for all of our listeners here, we are very passionate about the fact that travel is the way to build empathy and empathy is what's going to heal the world. By going out and traveling and and reaching past these cultural barriers and, and building this empathy, we are leaving a greater impact for generations to come. So, I mean, just to sum it up, it's so hard to like to boil it down into a checklist of benefits that you get from traveling. But a couple of the ones that I was thinking about and talking about obviously the exposures to new cultures, traditions, ways of life, which really broadens your perspective and realizes you realize that the way you've been doing things in life isn't necessarily the right or wrong way. It's just different, you know, and that other people do things differently than you and they might be better than the way you do them or they might be worse. And you can, heaven forbid, (laughs) but you can kind of uh, go about looking at the way people do things and taking the best of all the cultures and creating the best possible life for yourself. We've discovered that there are drying racks that people play. And apparently these are in most countries around the world besides the US. There's drying racks placed above the sink so that as your dishes dry, they just drip right into your sink. It's freaking brilliant, you guys. It's pretty amazing. I would also say it's such an easy way to force yourself to step out of your comfort zone. And there's so many reasons why it's a good thing to step out of your comfort zone. We were talking with a couple, a senior couple. They were maybe, well, senior. They were maybe 50s. Probably. Their oldest kids are in their upper 30s, right? So they're probably pushing 60. Okay. So late 50s, early 60s, maybe. And they were also living in Cambodia. They're living there for a couple of years. And they were telling us that one of the reasons that they love living there is because it's forcing their brains to create new neural connections. She is trying really, really hard and doing really, really well, might I add, at learning uh, Kumai and learning how to speak with the locals. And it's amazing to see someone who's in their 60s thriving so well in such a new environment. Normally, I think of old people kind of sitting on couches. Uh, No offense to any elderly who are listening to this episode, but I definitely think that it's a good way to keep your brain healthy and to uh, continue growing as a person, to continue stepping outside of your comfort zone, talking to new people, learning new languages, figuring out the currency exchange of whatever new country you're in, keeps your math skills a little bit sharp. That's one thing I really enjoy about traveling. Mm -hmm. This kind of goes hand in hand with that. Like As you leave your comfort zone, everything is just so awe-inspiring and beautiful. 
around you. So Austin and I just landed here in Vietnam like a couple of days ago. And literally every time in a new place, I walk around, I'm like, wow, 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 Austin, look at that. Look at that building. Look at that dog. Look at you know, everything is new and exciting. And it's just beautiful and just full of this wonder. Whereas, you know, I lived a good chunk of my life in Tri-Cities, Washington, and I couldn't tell you, you know, anything about the trees or the dogs or the buildings there because it was just, it was just there. It was just part of my everyday routine life. And oftentimes I would get in the car and drive to the grocery store and all of a sudden I would blink and I'd be in the parking lot and I didn't remember how I got from my house to the parking lot. And it all just kind of blurred through because that was the routine that I had created. But when you force yourself out of that comfort zone, everything is just so beautiful. The world is such a beautiful place and people can do amazing things with architecture or art or different hobbies. Like people are so incredible. I'm so inspired by people and places every time we travel. I mean, we work in a creative industry and I think anybody running a business needs a a level of creativity to be successful. And I think that by traveling, it just really opens your eyes to all these beautiful things, which is so inspiring. It's so helpful. It's like such a little helpful boost in your creativity every time you travel. We've learned how to be a lot more adaptable to plans and just to life in general because there's no such thing as a perfect trip you guys oh man there's not there's always unexpected things whether it's things in the airport like you lose your luggage or a plane gets delayed or just walking around town who knows what can happen there's always unexpected things that come up things you can't anticipate and you just kind of have to learn how to roll with the punches learn to be flexible and a little bit resilient in your plans and learn what's really important and what you just need to let go of. So what about some of the challenges living abroad? Because not everything is. Uh, the word that comes stuff. to mind is hunky dory, but I don't want to sound like a, <laughs> not everything like a hick. <laughs> rainbows and butterflies all the time. Hunky dory. <laughs> there's definitely some challenges to it. Just like there's got to be challenges to anything, but we want to, point them out so that you can do your best to overcome these challenges. We're going to talk about how we've done that. So for me, one of the big ones is a language barrier. When I moved, I mean, my first trip was in Ireland. They spoke English there, so it's A-OK. And then I lived in Paraguay for two years, and it was just a deep dive. I didn't, I mean, I got a little bit of language training, but it was an all-immersive experience, so I learned pretty quickly how to learn Spanish. And luckily, Spanish is really similar to English, so it didn't take too long. But then we come to a place in like Southeast Asia, we go to Thailand and Cambodia and Vietnam, and the language is so different, and it's not an easy language to learn for an English speaker. I mean, there's challenges that come with that. Sometimes we've had a hard time ordering meals or getting directions or transportation places. Sometimes it makes it more difficult than we would like to connect with our neighbors or just to you know talk with someone and get to know them. That's definitely a challenge for us, and we know it's a challenge for a lot of people. I would recommend doing as much as you can to learn at least basic phrases. If you're traveling somewhere where you don't know the language, learn things like hello and goodbye, how to say thank you, how to say please, just you know, a handful of polite phrases as a bare minimum so that you can, I mean, you can use those in just casual conversations. It's always amazing to me how happy people get if you say something as simple as thank you in their native language. People are stoked for that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, they also love laughing at you when you get it wrong. So They also love that. But everyone but. needs to laugh more in their life. So you're doing them a service by providing them a reason to laugh. Free entertainment. <laughs> they didn't even need to pay for this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other challenges can be being away from friends and family, um, missing important events as you are traveling. This actually was surprising to me how hard this was. And it's less the fact that I'm away, I'm missing these events and more what friends and family takes that to mean. And so I think a lot of our friends and family have been upset that we have left, not because we're gone, but because we're leaving them, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. They take it to be really personal. And if we miss, you know, their kids' birthdays or our nephew got baptized recently and, you know, we had to plan around that because there's been some hard feelings there. And I, it's, it was really unexpected. And I think in some ways it's people realizing that, that we're creating our dream life and they're, stuck in the life they've created for themselves and it's maybe not what they wanted for their life. And in other ways, it's a lot of times we relate closeness as far as like how close we are with our friends to proximity. And we don't necessarily take the time to reach out to our friends who are in our in our backyards, you know, and it, it's a lot harder to maintain that relationship. And a lot of people don't. We've lost several friends over that, you know, as despite our best efforts to maintain long distance relationships, that's not a common practice for a lot of people. So that was actually really hard for us. I guess a little bit of a silver lining to that though is, is as we've been traveling, we've met people with really similar values who are also traveling the world and travelers are much better at staying in contact long distance. And we're used to it. Um, and so, a lot of our, we've made some really 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 incredible new friends from all over the world and it's been it's been fantastic yeah and then i mean to the same point they have a high value on travel because that's how you met them it makes it easier to connect with them in some ways because you already have that commonality that shared interest and value and okay another difficulty we've had time zones and not just adjusting to a time zone because, you know, you if you force yourself to go to sleep when it's dark and get up when it's light, you adjust pretty quickly. But we have a lot of clients as business owners in the States, but we're living in Southeast Asia time zones, which means there's a small window at the beginning of our day and super late in our day when our time zones line up at a good point for us to get on calls with them. So that's been a little tricky. I kind of think of that as just an occupational hazard, I suppose, there's not really any super good way to get around that. Just line up your time zones as best you can and, and ske- you know schedule meetings or meetups with people uh, either really early for you or really late for you. And that's it's kind of a bummer, but it's the pros outweigh the cons for me on that one. Like It's definitely worth all the benefits of traveling, like we mentioned before, to have this little bit of a setback. Yeah. And then I think the final thing that's been tricky is the constant having to say goodbye. Obviously, we've we've made friends in every place that we've been in, um, and saying goodbye is always hard <laughs> for everyone involved. In some ways, I like to kind of just like sneak out and not say goodbye, but then I also feel guilty and feel bad. So you just can't win with saying goodbye. That's always tricky. But again, technology has lessened that blow a bit. And I always love knowing that if I, if and when I go back to these different places that I have friends and family waiting for me there. Yeah. So hopefully you've enjoyed getting to know a little bit more about us. If you are on the fence about whether or not you should take this trip you're thinking about, or maybe you've been tossed around the idea of taking your work remote so you can work online, we hope you've tipped you on the side of 
taking the chance and giving it a shot. Man, there's so many fun things about it. So we really hope you enjoy it as much as we do. We would love to hear from you if there's things that you love about traveling or maybe some challenges that you've come across that we didn't mention. We'd love it if you send us a message on Instagram, at Austin and Monica on Instagram. Send us a message. Let us know. We're excited to hear from you. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. We really hope that you found today's episode informative, valuable, and that you were able to find some actionable insights to apply to your life. If you're interested in taking your career on the road and becoming a digital nomad, then we invite you to explore our newest consulting offer, the six-week Digital Nomad Money-Making Roadmap. This program is designed to guide you through the process of transforming your career into online work and living a successful, sustainable, and location-independent lifestyle. With our years of digital nomad experience, we will help you identify your passions, set clear goals, and find the best opportunities that match your skills and interests all without getting overwhelmed. So don't let the fear of taking a wrong turn or feeling lost hold you back any longer from living the life that you've always wanted. Sign up today for your six-week digital nomad money-making roadmap at austinandmonica.com slash money-making roadmap. And let us help you turn your aspirations into a reality. Thanks again for joining us on this journey. And remember to stay curious, stay adventurous, and stay connected.